after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm in love with Mary Jane. There he goes. She's my main thing. She makes me feel all right. She makes my heart sing. I love it when yes. we get yeah, right, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Being Mary Jane After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. It is season two, episode two, Freedom. Um, if you haven't already done so, make sure you go on to iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, anything that's social media. Go there, find AfterBuzz TV, and then find Being Mary Jane's After Show. And make sure you like us, comment, leave <laughs> us, tell us how pretty we are and how gorgeous Fania looks tonight <laughs> and just what you love about the show because we love talking about Mary Jane. And I am your host, Tiana Hobson. And joining me tonight, I have the lovely... Fania Thomas. Hello. And, hello. And <laughs> Ashley Gray. Hey, guys. And we have our very special guest tonight. Thank you for coming back. We have Richard Brooks in the house. My pleasure. My pleasure. Give him a shoulder shot. That's my cool. hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's cool. <laughs> so thank you for coming back in. We had you in last season, and it's so nice to see you again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, especially that voice. Mm, I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What have you been up to since the fans have last seen you here on the Being Mary Jane After Show? Oh, I've just been uh, working, grinding, writing, you know, doing a few little guest spots on different shows and working on my music. Still twerking on my music. Yes. I thought he said still twerking on his music. I thought he said I was like, wait, what? Working on You know, have a dance cam if you want to show us some twerking later, maybe. Okay, well, you have to teach me some twerking. There you go. Hashtag twerking on the mirror thing. Twerking, twerking. All right. Well, we are going to talk to you a little bit later, but I want to get into this episode for Uh, tonight. I want to start off with how the show opened up and David's in Mary Jane's kitchen Mm. cooking up breakfast. And I thought I missed something. I really, I mean, I know I missed the after show last week, but did I miss a whole episode? (laughs) When did they get back together? What's he doing half naked in the kitchen? I wasn't complaining about it. No. No. He looked handsome. His (laughs) six-pack was on point. Yes. And then they had baby Andre in there. Yeah, and then baby Andre came and ruined things. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit. I actually did not think that it was a dream. I thought this was for real. And then looking back on the episode from last week, how they kind of hooked up, 
I thought that it was possible that he did. They had a little overnight type fling and he was just up. And, but then it kind of threw me off because Mary Jane comes in her house coat mm. with the bat. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, why is she doing all of that if he was there Pre, like the right. previous night so that's when I put all of it together and was like this is a dream and then I saw a little white baby and I was like hey I mean he didn't even look he? like a mixed baby he I was, was like, a white baby right. that's <laughs> Billy talking about some Andre no that was Billy Joe <laughs> honey I can't. Um, but one of the main purposes of this scene, we when Mary Jane wakes up she, we learn she's peed her pants again again at, the bed. in the bed like, and what do we think is going on? Because I I just don't know what is it. Well, like they mentioned stress? it was stress. Yes, yeah, somebody last season said it's stress, but it's still a little odd. Like if that's the case, um, <laughs> you should go potty before you go to bed, <laughs> or limit mm. your liquids at you know eight o'clock. You know when you were a kid and your mom was like, no more milk, no more water. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline after 8.30. That's it. You're cut off. What if these... Okay, this is going to be a little explicit, but you know how guys have wet dreams? What if this is like her wet dream? Or mm, no? No, this is urine. It's not... Okay. not um, well, I don't know what guys yeah. like... Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what comes out. You do. Just think about it. You do. <laughs> We're, I'm going to take us way away off okay, from so, that topic. Okay, so obviously it's not that. <laughs> said, so I'm going to go ahead. Said, mm. <laughs> That's real wet. <laughs> okay, so obviously this is urine. My bad. Um, but are you really that stressed out that you're going to urinate on yourself time and time again? That seems really extreme. It, to me, it's it's a sign that something deeper might be happening That's with true. Mary Jane. I know she's trying to get over <laughs> her relationship and get, find the closure with David and move on with her life, but something else seems up with it, too, because just because you... No, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to rephrase that because it was going to sound harsh. She's heartbroken... But I still think that there's more. It's probably psychological. Yeah. You're right. It's Richard, what deeper. do you think? Um, What's going on with you? Well, I don't um, know why sister. she's peeing in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. She's really stressed. I think it's stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. think she's stressed and um, confused. And, and there's just a lot going on. I think this heartbreak with uh, David and him having the baby and mm. is just, really, really heavy on her. It's a lot to you handle. Know? Yeah. I definitely think so. Um, so then we get into your character, Patrick, who's, mm. you know, at his home getting ready and eating his cereal with water for breakfast. Um, <laughs> Which I have to say, I'm very proud of your character. He has a job. Yes. He's yeah. now in his own place. And that's a huge step up from last season when he was smoking in mom and dad's house and doing this and that, things that he wasn't supposed to be doing, especially at his mm. age and not talking, I mean, not taking care of his kids. It was, you were a little crazy last season, but there's a lot of maturity that's happening in this one mm-hmm. episode. Actually, last uh, week we saw that he had a job, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. I like the direction that it's going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Patrick is, um, 
just doing what he's got to do, you know, to make it and make it and make it on his own, you know. How does Patrick feel about his sister saying that she's babysitting trailers? Uh, well, fortunately, Patrick didn't hear that. <laughs> so, fortunately, uh, you know, but um, you know, I think I think it's at a point where you know, sometimes as a man, you have to just do what you got to do and yep. take that job and. You know, it ain't your your end of the road. You know, it ain't really your ultimate, but it's definitely going to pay the bills. And if that's what it takes to have some self-respect and, and start, you know, start this journey, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be able to set up a place for my family and things like that. You know, I think it's, you know, I'm, I, I would do whatever I had to do. So I totally understand with Patrick. I'm like, whatever I got to do, that's just good. do it, you know. Till I can do better. Do what you can do until you can do better. <laughs> yeah, and I love that yeah. he told Mary Jane, you know, he's working on himself and trying to get Nisi and her kids in a place with him. And, you know, Mary Jane being typical Mary Jane, of course, has to kind of bash him. Like, you live in a shoebox right now. How's that going to yeah. work? But, you know, a lot of stress is coming her way. And I understand her to an extent because I like my space and, you know, when you're used to having your space and then yes. it's infiltrated by uh, outsiders, <laughs> especially it's hard. Yeah. And it's a huge difference than the lifestyle that she's used to. So I can understand where that is hard for her. But then, you know, family's family. So at the end of the day, you're going to shut up and put them up. And yeah. do you think, can family overstay their welcome? Of yes. course. <laughs> Most definitely. They definitely can. But one thing that I love about Mary Jane is she's going to go above and beyond for her family. And you can see mm. in your character that he really, really loves his daughter. He loves his grandson. And I really, really like that this is, we're seeing that we're on the inside instead of like on the outside looking in. We really are getting to see these characters and the relationships that they have between each other. And it's a really tight-knit group. Even though Grandma was really hard on Nisi last uh, last <laughs> week, yeah. I still believe that she truly loves Nisi and wants the best for her. So it was really great. She's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh. we all are. Hashtag yes. work in progress. <laughs> Hashtag work in progress. Yeah, tough love, tough love. And there's a lot of new relationships happening because we see um, Kara, Kara, Sorry, I said that wrong. Um, with a new guy tonight. Yeah. How did you guys feel about her? Because or him, I should say. Cause. He was creepy. Like at first, like I find him very intriguing because I'm like drawn to those Johnny Depp type characters. Love it. Hence my singleness. But um, <laughs> he was really, really creepy. But I, there's something about him that I like, and I think that there's something about him that Lisa finds really intriguing as well. Borderline, I don't know. I think that he's going to end up, I think that he really is the guy's husband, the girl's husband who Lisa's, I mean, I'm sorry, Kara's husband cheated on. Oh, yeah. I really right, do right. think That's that. That's the way I thought that yeah. that was getting revealed in that moment. I think so, because he wasn't, he was joking around about it, but you can, it was something in his face mm-hmm. that was like, you are her. So I think that he is trying to get close to her only to get more information. You know when you don't have that closure and you want it and you just want to know more about... So he's trying to get information about her husband or even mm-hmm. her husband's whereabouts so that he can have his revenge. I know that's really, like, feeding into it. Mm-hmm. It's more so for predictions, but... Yeah. Good prediction, though. Yeah, yeah. good <laughs> prediction. I mean, I'm with you. In that moment, he definitely caught me off guard. I felt like he knew her more than she knew yes. him. Yeah. To him, nothing she was saying felt surprising or like it was new information. The way he just said, oh, is that a contributing factor to your divorce? Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, we just met. 
That's, or, that's really that's personal. personal. Or that could mm-hmm. be just his demeanor. We don't know. And if it is, then he's just creepy. Or Weird. he's a straight shooter like she is. And right, someone who's exactly. going to keep her in check. So and I could see this going either way. I thought he was a straight shooter. He made a really good comment about women women always oversell <clears throat> themselves. Do you think that's true, Mr. Brooks? Um, no, I haven't experienced that, actually. I, no. I kind of think it's true because I think we're taught to be polite as little girls, you know? So therefore, mm-hmm. we kind of... And sometimes we're not, not all of us are straight to the point and shoot it from the hip and keep it real, 100% real all the time. We kind of sugarcoat it and like build up and over explain maybe some shortcomings in our life or why things are the way they are, why we're single, why we're a single mom, why we don't have this, why we have that job. So I feel like there, there are a lot of women do. We do sometimes oversell ourselves and it could just be subconsciously, like just because that's what we were taught to do as little girls is to be more polite with your delivery. What do you think the politeness is selling? I don't know if that's. Sometimes, see, now that that's I kind of agree with you on this one because when he said that, I took it as she's overselling her career. Like she's telling him, "Oh, well, I have this and I have that." You're trying to say that, "Oh, you don't have an office," but let me tell you what I do have. Let me brush you up on my resume. Let me tell you about my accomplishments. That's what I thought when he said that. And in reference to that, I don't think that women oversell themselves. I think that. If someone believes that they are doing that, it's because the woman feels like she has to. So it's a give and take. If you're giving something at me, I need to let you know that actually, let me give you my resume because I'm very accomplished. But see, there's no need for that. Well, men don't come in and, and you know, some usually, men do. I just took it back. Usually, <laughs> yeah. they don't, you don't have to come in the room and hear like, here's my resume. Just But you have to take into account the career that she's in. She's always... Boom, but boom, he wasn't, boom, boom, boom. Wasn't in career mode. We're having having mm-hmm. tequila after hours. Like, yeah. let's just relax. Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, he, it was a little rude when he was like, it was rude. And I think she was offended. I think she was like, I felt like she was a little more uncomfortable mm-hmm. with, with, with him and just with just being able to just relax and be there with him. So I think the selling was more him saying like, you know, just relax. We're just having a drink. You know, right. let's just take our time, get to know. She was really trying to say, this is what I do. And this because she was kind of. Hype, you know, she was yeah. a little hype with it, I think. And I think I think some people do that as well. I mean, I went to my 10-year high school reunion. I oversold the hell out of what I <laughs> do in my what? life and everything. Yeah. It's there. like you're happy about your accomplishments. I don't believe in overselling yourself. There's no such thing, especially in this industry. I think it depends on what career you're in. And that's why I wanted to point out where she's in a career where all she does is sell, sell, sell. So that's just like she's used to that kind of dialogue and it's just in her nature to do so. Like, it's in my... I don't consider myself to oversell anything, but someone else could. But that's just my demeanor. It's a... You gotta grind it out here in Hollywood. So it's like, sell, sell, sell. And I liked in this episode how we kind of saw both sides of this because we see, um, you know, on Mary Jane's side and everyone there, we see these confident women who are overselling themselves, you know, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have we have these girls who the sex traffic stories right, are about, you know? And too. it's just like, you see both sides where they're these girls, yeah. you know, are underselling themselves and mm-hmm. don't know their value and are trying to figure that out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just another one of 
the things that this show does so beautifully. This was a deep episode. It was so mm-hmm. heavy. Was, yeah. And I love this episode because it shows that, you know, what Mara Brockokill is doing and what the show, it's more than about, like, sex and men and who's sleeping with who and, you know, fashion or whatever. Like, this is this was deep. We had some, mm-hmm. we talked about homosexuality, sex trafficking. Like, these are major issues that people need to hear about and may yeah. need help with how to, like, get over it or how to come out. Like, Flawless. This was borderline yeah. like some SVU like undertones, which I love. And, cap- <laughs> and the captain was there, by the way. If you know who? Who, if, if you watch Law and Order, you know who the captain is. Oh, oh I missed yes. that. Oh yeah, captain. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was such a great scene too. It was. Oh, Philip! Who was the captain? What was she wearing? Mark's mom. Mark's mom. Yeah. Oh. Well, there we go. Speaking of Mark's mom, do we want to talk about the meeting of the parents? Meeting of the parents. We have Mary Jane called in to pull beard duty again. (laughs) 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 Again. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had to be someone's beard. That's a great term, a beard. (laughs) Yeah. She she gets called in again, and right before his parents get there, he actually gets in a big fight with his boyfriend. Um, Eric. Eric about, mm. you know, the fact that he is a grown woman, or, well, mm. he's a grown man. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking, we were talking about girls before. He's a grown, he's a grown man woman, yeah. who can't even live his life. A whoa in, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa. Um, <laughs> who can't leave, live his life honestly right. because he hasn't come out to his parents, the world, to anyone. Mm. He still keeps it in a bubble. And I thought that was such a beautiful conversation, too, because it's definitely something that's out there, especially in mm-hmm. the black communities. Yes. The struggle mm-hmm. of coming out to your parents and, you know, the repercussions and everyone <laughs> being raised in the church and, you know, mm. they, there's a lot of ties that are being pulled there. Yeah, and he was selling, too. That was interesting. I felt like, you know, oh, she yeah. just sort of caught him overselling this being a straight guy and, have you know, and them telling their stories and all these kind of things. I think there was a lot of that a theme running through the show. Right? Yeah. You know? She just called him on it and just said, you know, again, almost the same thing. You don't have to sell yourself, you know. Yeah, and I like that you know. the mom said, you know, what did she say? I wrote yeah, this and I can't said, read my own, my own handwriting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she wants to share his life right, with him, yeah, but exactly. he's hiding it. Like, yeah. that is so true. And it was such a great perspective to see the parent's angle and their point of view because it was really you good. never yeah. know. Yeah, the father really moved me, too. I mean, and, uh, you know what he was saying? Just, yeah. That sense of, you know, you, whatever I feel about it, the situation, the fact that you felt like you couldn't tell me that, mm-hmm. you know, that you couldn't be yourself around me. Right. It seemed like he and, was more yeah. upset about him, the lie itself. Mm-hmm. And be and, a man mm-hmm. about that, actually, right. not necessarily whether or not you're a man. And I thought it was very honest you know. and powerful that he admitted that he was homophobic because this is, let's, mm-hmm. this is the African American community, like, it is very, very realistic that a lot of African Americans are homophobic. So I think this is a great platform, and I'm so glad that well, this yeah. was on this episode. Yeah, and now, I think there's... Oh, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and I think, yeah, besides being homophobic, I think there's probably just the whole thing of that it is a choice, that something happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that um, maybe in African-American men, I think there might be more of a feeling of, like, this is a, why did you choose that? What yes. You could have... Where did it happen? Who did what to you that caused you to be like that? We don't really feel like you're born like that as much, you know? Yeah, that's true. Now, I'm going to be the yeah. skeptic here at the table, And I feel like Mark doesn't necessarily know who he is. I am not sold on Mark being completely 100% gay. I think that he is 
bisexual, maybe bi-curious, maybe... We I th- all sip tea. <laughs> no, I really do think so. Yes. I think that him and Mary Jane have this natural chemistry, and I think that we're going to see that explored in this season. I really, really do think so. And even the dynamic between him and his now ex-boyfriend, it just didn't seem like... Nat- okay. as natural. But I liked what he said to Mary Jane in the office at the end of the episode about his ex-boyfriend. He was never, he was always on the fence and he was never giving it his all. I think he mm-hmm. needs to find the person who, now that he is free of the shackles of keeping the secret, I mean, it's still going to be seen if he actually comes out publicly since he is a public figure. Yeah. But at least privately, he's out to his family and he can come out to his friends. So now seeing him in a relationship, I think you'd see a different mark. See, I took being on the fence as him being like I don't know if I like boys I don't Mm. know if I like girls that's how Mm -hmm. I took it but it can be different I just feel like he we're going to see a lot of that developing and just like even like that soft gaze into Mary Jane's eyes I'm like okay there just seems like there's something more and it could be that he's not you know into Mm. Mary Jane but he just wants to see if this is a possibility or to see if he truly wants to come out in the public I, as a gay man, he wants to kind of make sure that he's gay first. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is just me being skeptical of... Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to let you have your path because yeah. I believe everyone <laughs> yeah. can have their own thoughts. I think Mark is gay. And I don't think he's questioning his gayness. No. I think okay. he's gay for real. But I love that Ashley's <laughs> imagination is out there. And I'm she's thinking outside she's, the box. She's bringing a new perspective. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what this is about, having dynamic conversations and seeing <laughs> all think, the angles. I think, well, obviously, Mark wants to see all the angles, too. I'm just mm, guessing. Mm, what you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because, I mean, I think I love Mark and Mary Jane's friendship. Yes. I think it's beautiful. I think the fact that they could sit there and tell stories of trips and mm-hmm. fake engagements happening mm-hmm. at restaurants and stuff like that flowed so naturally, naturally for them because they have such a strong friendship. And I mm. love that. And I do want to see more of that this season. I'm not sure it's going to go in a romantic way, but I would just like to see more of them together because it's finally a man in Mary Jane's Mary Jane's life that she's not tripping over. You know, she's mm-hmm. not right. trying not to impress him. Sex, trying yeah. it's not about the sex. It's about her being real and her being her true self with yeah. him. That's true. True. Yeah. I agree with that. Well before we go on any further, I want to talk about the quote. The quote that was at the beginning of the oh, episode yeah. mm-hmm. Women Be- Yes. Woman is the N-I-G-G. Nigger girl. Go ahead. Of the world. I'm just saying because we read it on the screen, so we might as well just go ahead and say John it. John Lennon. I, how do we feel about that title? I was like, I gasped. I was like, wait, did y'all just read that? Am I tripping? It's a, I started doing some research on it because I don't know much about John Lennon. Yeah. Um. Besides, you know, the obvious. But it's actually, like, him and Yoko Ono did a single, and that was what it was called in 1972. Wow. What was it called again? Woman is the nigger of the world. My gosh. That's, Mm. like, really... Man. I think they could have used it. Well, I guess that's really the definition of, 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 of nigger, I guess. That would be really... Yeah, and I not not as far as a racial thing, obviously. Oh, you mean ignorance? But just as like the back back of the line, you know that the definition of it, which is that you are always 
Oh, like right. we're always yeah. on the bottom. We right are never bottom, like right. on the yeah, top, yeah, right. no matter Just what. The, even yeah, more the genesis of the word. The yeah. word, not really. Okay. Like even with you the guy I mean? saying, "Oh, you're overselling yourself." Like you, why are you? And then she feels like she has to because women mm-hmm. are the of the world. Yeah. But I don't know if I like I'm, the title though, because I'm reading on this right now. Please do. So please, what does it say? But it's saying that you know the lyrics of the song are actually pro-feminist. It's a strong pro-feminist statement. And he he was actually awarded by the National Organization for Women um, hmm. for the, for displaying a positive image of women and citing the the um, lyrics and that. But it was you know clearly because of the title of it, it was um, offensive and got some backlash. But it actually topped at fifty seven on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Um, and do we have a clip of that? I think knowing that, that it's coming, that song for us, right? Yeah. I would love to yeah. hear. It. I, I need some time to marinate Me on too. it. Me too. Knowing yeah. that it's John Lennon, like I, I'm not off the bat offended. I just need to, like, I want to hear the backstory. I just need the context of it yes. because, mm-hmm. as someone who didn't know about it, I, right. I mm-hmm. doubt it was anything ill-fated. Yeah. No, and he's I, being recognized yeah. for stuff. So mm. it's like clearly he was always about yeah, the message that, and the mm-hmm. shock. I don't think that uh, charted on the R and B. No, it's not on the R and B. No, no. Charts right no. there. None no. of the urban charts. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Marissa. Oh. Okay, we got a little swing to it. Yeah. What's the melody? Woman is the... No. Yes. <laughs> That's a freestyle. Oh, that was pretty close, actually. Yeah. Yes, you Think about it. Okay, okay, so, yeah. I mean... I still need to marry Yeah, you. I still need to yeah. just let it sink in. Yeah. But knowing that it's coming from a positive place makes me feel a little better about it. But, like you said, I need to just mm-hmm. soak it in, do a little bit more research, and I guess I'll just bring it up next week. And yeah. let us know. Yeah, or, let us know what mm-hmm. you think. Mm-hmm. Um, here, finish this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look Tell up me. the lyrics right now for okay. that. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more. We touched on it briefly, but I want to get into Mary Jane's um, story for the night, which was about the sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And the girl that we meet, Polly, who, um, you know, mm. is 15, we find out. 15-year-old white girl who, you know, has been, we don't even know how long she's been a part of this, but she's, like, registered in high school. And the fact that it happens in your own backyard, this is something that, you know, we watch Taken and movies like that, and we think this is something that's, you know, it's not here in the U.S. Right. But it's Mm -hmm. right here in our own backyard. This girl is registered in a local high school. She doesn't go. But, you know, she lives in the area, and this is still happening to her. What I find so fascinating is that while she's, while Mary Jane is doing her journalistic duties, she finds out that these girls get just snatched walking to school or walking anywhere, and that's really, really scary. And one thing that I do want, I want to know how you guys feel about it, when it's brought to her, and it's like, Polly, she's the white girl, Mary Jane's like, ugh. She kind of like... I don't know. Why do you guys think that Mary Jane's character would do that? Was she not really happy because she was black? And I mean, she was white and she really wanted to do a story on a black girl. Is it because America is always doing stories on white girls with blonde hair and blue eyes? I really want to know your take. Um, I thought it was just because she seemed so young to her. You know, she just looked like. It's like a little kid, kind of, you know? Well, Mary Jane didn't see her yet. 
Oh, when did she do the? Oh, when did the? Like, you know, when she came, not when she came to the diner. You're talking about another. No, this was yeah. This was before oh. when she just uh, Kara. She mm-hmm. just brought came to Mary Jane with the story and said, "Okay, I couldn't find any black girls, but I do mm. have this oh, girl. Okay. Uh-huh. Her name's Polly, and she's white." And okay. Mary Jane was just like, uh, "Okay, whatever." I right. think that sometimes the story can resonate with the audience more if the person looks like you. If mm-hmm. I, yes. if your <clears throat> audience is primarily African American and you're talking about a white girl, you're like, "Okay, well, you know, that's them. That's not me." But then painting the picture of a black girl who looks like you and me is out there and this is happening to her, then in my mind it's like, oh, snap. There it is. It's a connection. So I think it's a visual connection that Mary Jane was trying to go for, especially, you know, getting getting young girls to even watch the news for Mm -hmm. stories like this is hard enough. So you really want to engage them and find a way to make them feel like, hey, this could actually happen to you. And I think by the end of the episode, when she's looking at, you know, the young black girl that she found, then she, that's when she calls Nisi. Yeah. Because then yeah. it's like, hey, this is my family. Like, Well, I think also, you us. know, we had that, that scene when Nisi was saying uh, she wanted to go into porno and that stuff like yeah. that, yes. you know? Yeah. So this was also a way for her to want to show Nisi there's a better way and what this life can lead to and things mm-hmm. like that. So she may have been actually looking for an example. Yeah. yeah. When you, you know. see people that look like you, on, like you said, it resonates more mm-hmm. with you when you right. see yourself or your reflection on TV. And that, and I think also, um, I think Mary Jane is very aware of wanting to, you know, push African-American stories and interviews to the forefront. You know, she mm-hmm. has that platform. And honestly, when I saw it, Which like, is honorable. That's honorable. Yeah, 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 I love that. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't want to be... I love that. And yeah. I, I felt like when, when she was like, when she said, ugh... I feel like that might be how other races might feel when they say, like, oh, it's a black person. Uh-huh. You know? Right. So it, it, I think it's honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I love that she wants to have more black faces and do more interviews with African Americans. I think that's great. So mm-hmm. she just, not enough. she felt like there was just an absence of African American faces regarding this issue and she mm-hmm. really wanted to push it. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Yeah. And then well, I, kudos to you, Mary Jane. Yeah, go Mary Jane. But we're, Regardless of the color of her skin, Polly's story itself is still... It was still, profound. It was, so, it was like, it made such an impact. Yeah, it was mm. hard for me to even sit there and watch, and I know this is a scripted show, because mm. y- you start thinking about all the young girls, who it could be, and mm. what's happening to her, and then you have her pimp coming out. Was he there the whole time? I did not see him. I until, think he was there the I, whole time. Yeah, until it was kind of scary booth. to have a yeah. pimp just l- l- lurking like that. Right. Me. It was it, it was a setup, technically. Yeah, I yeah. mean, realistically, because they were in it for the money. And she said that it's all about the money. That's the only reason why they were there. She didn't want, mm-hmm. help. She didn't want help. No. She wanted to get paid <laughs> to share her story. Sure, yeah, definitely. And another thing that Mary Jane pointed out, which I thought was interesting, she said based on... T- in today's society, why aren't these girls calling out for help? You know, mm-hmm. you can send a text, a Facebook message, a email, a Twitter, whatever right. it is. And, you know, what Kara said to her was that if someone's threatening your life, you're going to shut up. But the fact that these girls could be so close to home, yet no one knows where they are, hurts my soul. Yeah. That that can happen in today's age. It's very scary because I, I had the same thoughts. Like when you see the little girl mm-hmm. sitting outside the hotel and the step, like just run, go, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when your life is threatened or you've been mentally like abused. sabotaged and abused verbally, physically, and emotionally, mm-hmm. I, it's a state of mind. Yeah, so you have nowhere to, else to go. So right. Maybe this is still your provider. You That's know? true. 
You don't, mm. Maybe your parents, you don't have them in your life anymore, anyone yeah. to help you. And, you know, that girl was only getting a happy meal mm. a day. Like, ugh. Yeah, that's, $2 that's, a day. Yeah. Like, and she said she's not even worth $5. But in the same sentence, she wasn't even seeking help. Like, it's just it's sad. Right. Because they become a team, I think, with the mm-hmm. pimp. You, mm-hmm. you know, this is your function. Yeah, that's what you do. And $20,000, I would feel like mm. someone's life is worth more than that. Like, it was just hard to hear, you yeah. know, putting yeah. a price on a 15-year-old. But that was great. She wanted to pay it. That was really, I thought that was really great. Mary Jane was really going to try yeah. to save her, actually, you know, and go in her pocket like that. That was, that was good. And then this is a little <laughs> on the lighter side. Do men, <laughs> she made a point that her mom told her that men who shower before work have more coins. Do you think that's true? <laughs> She said, my mom always said men who shower before work, mm-hmm. there's two types of men. One who shower before work, one who shower after work. One who shower before work. shower before and after? That don't Maybe exist. they're bajillionaires. I mean, it depends on what the yeah. work I think is. I'm, yeah. I kind of, I'm like lost in the, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, okay. Yeah, you got to shower before work so you'd be fresh when you get yeah, to work. Yeah, and then I would I think, think that you funky. showered after work because right. you are funky from work. I think it's businessmen who go into work who make wear a suit. Like, uh-huh. the, the stereotypical, uh-huh. like, you know, corporate America, they go into work, they shower before work. And the ones that don't or maybe the ones that she has to put Vicks Vapor Web underneath her nose to deal with. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, we're so talking about the, poly. The yeah. non-professionals. Mm-hmm. No, okay. They might be coming from work. They that whole part of it. They might be coming from work. I don't know. I I heard it, and in my eyes, I was like, well, to me, it's like someone who takes pride in what they're doing and Uh wants to, you know, present themselves in a way is going to be showered and cleaned and go into the office or, you know, your place of business and do your work with pride. And then the people who are just kind of rolling out of bed and half-assing it are just going to be the ones who are showering afterwards or, you know, waking up later at all. Not showering at all. I didn't think that at all. I was thinking that it had something to do with men cheating on their wives and in correlation with her being a prostitute or selling her body. So the men who shower before work... You know, they had, you know, they did have the more more money, but then they would go to her and would have, you know, he, okay. they, they would just get more money from her. And then the men who, you know, took a shower after work or whatever would be showering from her or something. It was just like a sexual connection to me, which kind of, it did go over my head because I'm like, okay, whatever. I just, because yeah. mm. I didn't want to, Polly is just too young. Men work. No, you're not talking yeah, about Yeah, and I was work. just you're like, I don't, about. whatever, but. Polly's mom was too smart for us because that Yeah, was I was like, <laughs> what? Mm. Polly's mom needs to come on the show and, like, break that down for us. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk to Richard a little bit um, yes. before we have to wrap up here. You said you're in the studio still working on your music and stuff. When are we going to hear something? Are you? Can we get um, you singing, like, on Mary Jane, on Being Mary Jane, like, your character? We might. Yeah, we may. Maybe we can, yeah. I don't think that's totally far-fetched. Yeah, let's start a social media campaign. Let's get Mara on board to get you singing. That's true, yeah. I've talked to Mara about it a little bit. Oh, okay. What'd she say? 
Um, she just wants to hear more. I think she wants to hear more stuff. You got to yeah. give her more. Yeah, you got to give, give her more. more yeah. I mean, because your character already has like 50 jobs. This could just That's be another true. one. Yeah, yeah. You know? I need some moonlighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. moonlighting at the club. You did mention while we were watching the show that the scene where the kids were trying to draw on the walls, mm-hmm. like there was something that was happening during the day on set. Tell us about that. Well, it was just hard because the, you know, the little boy was so well mannered and trained, you know, that actually it was very difficult to get him to write on the wall. <laughs> And then when I would come running at him, you know, he was just so scared that he had done something wrong. Yeah, that it was really hard to get him to do that. He was actually, he hated that. And, and, you know, I scared him when I would come at him as as granddad coming like, boy, what you doing? You know, and he was like, ah, you know, so it was really, it was, we'd have to calm him down. Like, no, it's okay. You know, it's all right. You know, just draw it again. (laughs) I'm sure he went home that night and drew all over his mom's wall and she was not happy. (laughs) That would be my. That would be my. Uh, yeah. I would have done that as a kid. Um, so for this season, um, we're already seeing changes in your character. Can mm. you tell us, you know, a little bit more about what to expect from? You? Um, well, there's a lot. I mean, this this arc, you know, is is a real strong one that's happening with the, uh, you know, my character being on his own and um, and working and and then. Uh, a few things happen to where you know I have to really step up as a as a father. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. That's a little bit of a twist. That's a surprise, but um, Ooh, surprise. but I think it's I think it's a nice a nice uh, color that you get to see another side of Patrick. You know, from the from the thug, from the bad. You know, from the the bad oh. boy. Yeah, I think you see a softer side. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think mm-hmm. that Patrick is truly a thug at heart? Because he graduated from college. Mm-hmm. He's very well educated, and we have been seeing you know some of those thug characteristics, but. Right, right. Getting thug from the character. Well, you know, I don't think. I mean, what I love with the show and, and all the characters is that we're not one dimensional. You know, yeah, so yeah. I don't think that you know you're gonna get like a, a, a all thug or all scholar or all businessman or all mm-hmm. drug. You know, what I mean, all that. It's just, it's, it's just, it depends in the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody steps to me, I might beat them down, you know. But, <laughs> you know, what I mean, if I see a puppy crossing the street, I might run and grab it and save it. You know, what I mean, it's just, it's just a. Uh, the characters we can do anything on the show, and I think that's that's what I love about it. And uh, I don't have to be just just one dimension, you know. Well, I mean, you... I'm an educated thug. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's a... You know, a college graduate thug. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know. Uh, you know, but a father and a you know just just a, just a man. I think every lady would love that. What's it like? You have some really heavy hitters that you're working with. Some mm. of your co-stars. What's it like? What's the camaraderie like? What's it like on set? Behind the scenes. Uh, well, you know, behind the scenes, it's just, it's, everybody, of course, is very intense about their work, you know, so there's no, it's not like, I wouldn't say there's a lot of, like, uh, joking around, you know, because we really have to get get it in. Mm-hmm. Now, that I find so hard to believe, because we've seen them out so many times <laughs> on so many different carpets, right. and you guys Well, no, we're like, out, out. I mean, y- you, you say guys on the are set. so oh, right. hilarious together. Oh, well, no, that part, I mean, we love each other, yeah, everybody, it's a, it's a ball, yeah, we, you know, we hang out, and uh, everybody's just so cool. But so it's one of the, business. Yeah, right, it's one of the more fun sets and, and fun group of actors and people to ever work with, actually, you know, so, but... There's no like joking around or pranks on set or anything like that. Um, no, I mean not that I know of. No, it's no. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty serious. You guys really. are about business. Yeah, it's about maybe when we get off James. the stage, maybe off stage, maybe in the in the dressing rooms or whatever, you know. But no, once we hit the set, no, we we're definitely in the characters because we love the work and and uh, the work Dedication. demands that. Yeah, it demands it. Yeah, it demands our full focus. What if anything have you learned from Patrick? Um, I've learned. Um, 
that it's okay to fail and uh, and and to restart, you know, to start over and keep starting over until you get it right, you know. I mean, I think uh, a lot of times it's hard. It's hard when you you've you've arrived somewhere and then to get somewhere else, you realize you have to go all the way back to the beginning, you know. So a lot of times, I think people are stuck in whatever they're doing because they don't want to start over, you know, and just really literally start from the from the ground up. But it's it's real. Um, it's real powerful, I think, to see this and, and how this kind of story where men hopefully can realize that, you know, ain't no shame in the game. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do, you know, and, and, and just build from there, you know. Lovely. Um, well, quickly, let's get into some predictions for next week. Well, Ashley's had some. <laughs> I know. I've already, already had, had like, So, Fania, you can start. Well, I want to know, Richard, give us a prediction that wouldn't be a spoiler alert that you can tell us we the fans can look forward to coming up this season on Being Mary Jane. Um, juice. Like we're only two Me? episodes in. So. I can't. I, I can't. I, I would spoil everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wise man. He wants to keep yeah, his job. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, Me? Yeah, I mean, I Absolutely know what's not. coming. Yes. Yeah. Just okay. more, 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 more. Yeah, more. more so what? on a level from. More one sex. to ten, more, more sex. sex. Okay, there will be more sex actually. Okay, we had, especially in this episode, there will be more sex. Yeah, with okay, more characters well, having more sex. That's something. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to that. I like that one, Pania. <laughs> what you got? Uh, I think Mary's gonna have more delusions of David and this. You know, the dreams and it's just gonna keep going for a little bit longer. I can see that happening. I would like to see. Mary Jane at some point find her her peace with David and mm. um, not move on necessarily because sometimes I think a girl just needs to be single for a minute and just love and appreciate yourself and your friendships and just get yourself together <laughs> mm-hmm. before you go out there messing up another man. Um, but yeah, I could see that happening too. I can dig it. I like that. Ashley, you got one over there. I do. I think that Mary Jane is going to end up peeing in the bed again. I think that she is going to be, we're going to see more boys. I was watching the preview and I counted three. I saw a dark skin brother, a caramel brother, and then David, our light bright. And I'm like, that's three. Like, oh my gosh. And then the dark skinned brother had her against the window. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. sex. More sex. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and I, I agree, Tiana. I think she needs to work on her friendships, kind of leave the boys alone a little bit, love on herself, develop her, the relationships with Mark, and hopefully we see more with Doc, um, mm-hmm. Latarsha's yes. character. And we'll, I don't know. I'm really eager to see how everything pans out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how everything goes on. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. one of our fans from last week wanted us to touch on a, the abortion. Right. We didn't talk mm. about it at all last no. week, and we're sorry about that. Do you guys have any thoughts? Look at Tiana. Tiana, <laughs> we'll get you I in love- next episode. <laughs> unfortunately, Tiana, I love you. I love- sorry, I didn't. I didn't know. We're I running out space. of time, unfortunately. So we'll t- we'll get to it next week. We haven't forgot about you, and thank you guys so much for commenting on the YouTube and watching. We can't do this without you guys so it means a lot so please go to Instagram Facebook Twitter iTunes YouTube SoundCloud SoundCloud all of that and like Mary Jane comment being Mary Jane After Buzz TV MySpace After Buzz Buzz TV Hashtag Patrick Yes Hashtag Patrick Hashtag thank you Richard Brooks for coming in and spending your Tuesday night with us it is 
Vanilla Pudding Tuesdays, by and the way. And it is yes. going up <laughs> on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. And Richard, where can fans find you on social media so they can talk to you and hear more about your outside projects? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook as Richard Brooks, and uh, Twitter as RLBSoul, and um, on Instagram as Richard Lee Brooks. Oh, nice. Ashley? And everyone can find me at Ashley Gray TV on Instagram and Twitter. And check out my website, Ashley Gray TV, if you want to know more about me. Fania? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fania Thomas. And you can find me on Facebook and... No, on Instagram. <laughs> You're not on Facebook. At the Tiana Hobson. <laughs> on Facebook at just Tiana Hobson. Oh, yeah. It's late, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, I know. One more shout out. Okay, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> You just that person is like, oh, one more. Oh, one more. I just want to shout out to Gabrielle Union for showing us so much love on Instagram. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that. Thanks again to Richard. Yay, to thank, you for <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And guys, don't forget to go on to all the social media. Find AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. And make sure you're leaving us comments. Tell us um, what we can do to make the show better, how much you like it, how much you love Richard Brooks on the show. And we will talk to you all oh, next week. And hopefully next <laughs> week. No, this is major. Next week we hope to have um, Jasmine. Jasmine in studio as guests. If not Jasmine, then Lisa Vidal. So there's or that. Or Raven. So you guys got to watch. Better watch. Yeah. <laughs> From executive yeah. producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.